You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. Welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And I'm Renee Sproles. And today airing is going to be October 18th. Today is National No Beard Day, which is sad news for both of your husbands. I well, know. Well, mine too, well, actually. Yes. All of our husbands. I know. I love a good beard. <laughs> and it is also National Chocolate Cupcake Day, which we can all get behind. Yeah, we can. So um, today we're going to talk about what do you do with a doula? Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I didn't know what this word meant before we... <laughs> <laughs> Before we started talking about serious? this, you didn't know. I mean, I kind of had an idea, but when I was born, my dad stood like stood outside in the hallway, smoking probably with all the other dads <laughs> in what they called the Stork Club back then. Uh-huh. And this is only 1969, y'all. So I'm not. It's not like ancient history, okay? <laughs> um, and my mom had some kind of twilight drug, and she delivered me like she was barely even conscious. Mm-hmm. That's how they did it back then. And there were no mirrors at the foot of the table, no birthing chairs. No Thank t- God for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> they didn't have any warm water or whatever. The doctor did what he did. And my oh. mom said, yes, sir. And I was born. So today, though, just I know you've just recently had a granddaughter, Renee, and y'all are dealing with new moms and stuff all the time. There are so many more options available for expecting mothers. We have birthing centers, home births, midwives, and doulas. You can go natural or have drugs if you want. But in 1938, only half of American women gave birth in hospitals. Only 20 years later, by 1958, nearly all of them did. Another interesting thing I thought was today, more than three-fourths of fathers are in the delivery room, but this wasn't even allowed until the 1970s. So the cast of characters on the birth stage has changed and is continuing to change. That was very interesting. That... that those dates not that long ago ago. Mm -mm. yeah very surprising so today we have with us sarah perry she's a friend but also a doula from nashville doula services and she has three sweet boys of her own and was present of the delivery at the delivery of my first grandchild dotty lou (laughs) just about four months ago thank you for being here sarah yes i'm so excited to talk to y'all today so um first tell us what is a doula so <laughs> a doula is a helper, a support, kind of an encouragement uh, throughout the labor and delivery like journey and process. So um, in the beginning stages when you're pregnant and then through the birth and postpartum period. So, And do you, yeah. can you just decide, hey, I want to be a doula? Do you have training? <laughs> yes, you have training. Okay. Yes. Um, so actually I did my training um, after I had a doula with my first. I just fell in love with birth. And so, yeah, we have training and the company I work for now actually bought out an agency, so now we train, and I got to help with that this weekend. And um, yeah, but you have to train. And how like how, yeah, how long of the, a period of time is that? Um, it kind of depends on um, just how fast you complete the stuff. But so there's like a full weekend training, and then there's things you have to complete: readings, births that you have to attend. Um, and once you finish all of that, then you turn it in for certification, kind of thing. But yeah. gotcha. So do you gotcha. have to keep that current? Yeah, like we um, we don't have like a the credit hour kind of thing, right? Like with education per se, but yes, there's continuing education stuff that's always great to be caught up on. Did you have a doula then? You had with your first. I did. I had a doula with my first. Yeah, all three. Yeah. So you weren't your own doula. No, I wasn't my own doula. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't work that way. 
Yeah, you definitely still need a doula, even being a doula. Um, it's just, you know, you're, you're so in, your mind is so involved in the birth process. It's hard to think outside of what, other than just like focusing on having your baby kind of. So yes. Mm -hmm. And my husband was like, we'll never have a baby without a doula. Like, He's a big fan. He's a big fan of yeah. doulas. I, I wish we could ask him. I know. I know. Like what what his perspective was. Absolutely. It would that. be very different. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting. So do you know how many? Can you remember how many deliveries you've attended? Ooh, it's um over forty. Okay. I know. So creeping on up on fifty. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And of those that you've been to, like what p- proportion of those would you say go as planned? None. <laughs> really? Oh, that's I, I mean, expected to that's say that. That's to know, though, as like that you have to be prepared for the unexpected. Yes, it's nothing. Nothing goes perfectly as as planned. And I, from something as little as you go way past your due date, mm-hmm. you know, some moms think, oh, I'm going to go exactly on my due date, or to you know, it may have ended in a cesarean. You know, you it's unpredictable, and so we also talk about surrendering in the process too. This is my we call it birth birth preferences instead of plan because things can just change. Ooh. So okay, the words we use have power. That's yeah. important to to yeah. no that's a good life tip yeah <laughs> birth Here's preferences preference career life. preferences yeah. life family preferences. life preferences yeah. yes that's yeah. a good thing to remember yep so you had one with all of your boys mm-hmm. tell us about your own personal experience what was the benefit so with my first I had no idea what I was doing and none was, of us do yeah you're like yeah. I don't know what it's like to have a baby um and so I was planning to go unmedicated. I cannot have an epidural anyway, like with my, just the way my body responds, I have lower blood pressure. And so I had already kind of started thinking about alternate like ways to labor. And so I had my doula, Whitney Cantrell. Um, it's really cool how she got put in my life anyway, but she was at Lipscomb in the same club as me. It's just so many things lined up for her to be in our life. But anyways, um, she really was just such a great support to me because there were things I didn't know about. Like, I didn't know I could ask my doctor to decline this or, you know, just do things a little differently, like birth in different positions. You don't have to give birth on your back. Things that I just thought, oh, you do what your doctor says and you, that's just right. what it is. Yes. She's like, well, you know, you, you don't have to do that. What what would you, what are your thoughts on this? So she kind of had me think a little more about, well, what would you like that to look like? Um, and then same for Zane, um, just helping him support me because he's like, you know, this is kind of TMI maybe, but all of us have experienced it, you know, when you have maybe your mucus blood or plug or bloody show. Here we go. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> biology bloody words. show, like, <laughs> oh, there's blood. And so, you know, when guys first hear that or see that, you know, that's alarming. Like, oh, my wife is bleeding. Like something's yeah, wrong. Right. But knowing, no, that's normal. That's a great sign. That means we're really progressing. So just having her there to reassure him that this is all normal and she's doing great, you know, oh, to talk yeah, him through it. It's so just, helpful. And giving him ideas on how to help me. Mm-hmm. So just even with like the counter pressure and different things like that, he didn't know how, like where to touch. And if I hit his hand, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm doing something wrong. She's like, just try this instead. Or maybe try, you know, pen her hair or getting her a drink of water, just helping him be involved too. So, mm. wow. Yeah. Cause how would, how would they know what to yeah. do either? Right. <laughs> so yeah. I, my experience was nothing like that at all mine mine was I went in first one I was induced was on my back the whole time did Mm -hmm. kind of like my mom except I was conscious yes I guess and Mm -hmm. it never occurred to me that there was any other way to do it really yeah Yeah. um this was in 1996 was my Mm -hmm. first one the second in 99 and very similar but much easier and so like we didn't have no I would say the first birth we did have like students and there was a very crowded room oh yeah (laughs) And I was throwing up and all yeah. this stuff. And it was yeah. just like, you know, I didn't really love it that everybody was in there. But at some point, you're past caring. You're just like, just get this baby out right. of me. So, yeah. um, 
yeah. So tell me a little bit about the interaction with the doctors, the nurses, Mm -hmm. um, the people in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you clash with them? Because they have their way of doing it. It's their turf. You know, Mm -hmm. I can imagine that might cause some conflict. So sometimes it does. We really encourage our clients to talk through what their hopes are for their birth and just kind of feel their doctor out. If they're not in agreement with kind of the things that they're wanting, then we say, well, find somebody that is. So you're not kind of like fighting an uphill battle the whole time. Mm. Because there are doctors that in Nashville, like Centennial, uh, at Midtown, most of them are very supportive of all the stuff. It's like, yeah, that's normal where other places are not as supportive of those things. So just talking through that with your doctor at first, but we try to always, when the doctor comes in the room or the nurses, we try to uh, just, it's supposed to be a team. We're a birth team. And so we're not there to step on their toes. They're doing their medical side of things. We're just there to help the client advocate for themselves. Okay, so, so you're, not, ha- you're not actually delivering. Right, I'm you're not, not actually delivering, no. Okay. You don't have any part of that. No, no. So there's no reason a doctor would need to really question. No, no. What you're doing, you're not yeah. interfering. Right, exactly. Okay. We're just there to help. And I think you read some statistics on um, doulas, like what their their role is there. And it's they help decrease the cesarean rate mm. by a lot. And so that's kind of where Midtown and some of the other hospitals are like, hey, doulas really are a help. And we want them here because we want a lower cesarean rate and we want more vaginal deliveries and moms to feel empowered. So, um, so with nurses, you know, nurses are in and out. They've got multiple patients where a doula is there by your, the, your client side the whole time. Oh, okay. So nurses have to check. You know, doctors that's a right. lot of times just pop in right at the end to catch yes, the baby. That's right. Um, so we're there the entire time with with moms and dads. So cool. Yeah, it's hugely helpful. I had a midwife uh-huh. just because that's what a girlfriend was doing yeah. and I met her and but she didn't deliver so what's my the babies. Difference? A midwife could deliver a baby. Mm-hmm. But I already had a doctor, and I I went through this list of preferences mm-hmm. with my doctor, which he nodded his head to all of it, and then came in and did exactly what he wanted mm-hmm. on the day of the mm-hmm. delivery. And my midwife did; she was a good go-between, mm-hmm. but at the very end, you know, he just kind of did what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And so I learned my lesson, and just the second time around, I asked my midwife, mm-hmm. "Which doctors do you like to work with? Yeah, which doctors really value?" your services and Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to go if you're interested in this which I think every woman should consider Mm -hmm. talk to your doula or talk to your midwife and say see like which hospitals do really appreciate their value and their worth and which Mm -hmm. doctors really do appreciate what they bring to the table and the second time was such a better experience because of that I went to Nashville Mm -hmm. to a hospital that liked working with my midwife yeah used a doctor that she liked to work with and it was just such a better yeah experience and so Doing those in the correct order, I think, made a big difference yeah, for, for me sure. and probably for a lot of women that you work with. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if it's, I'd say we have similar temperaments. Like we're, you and I, yeah. We're pretty, but I was just way more compliant. Like I was willing to just surrender to whatever they told me to do because I yeah. felt like I didn't know anything. That's not my, uh, I don't know, area of expertise. So you mm-hmm. tell me. Um, also, I didn't do natural. You did. And maybe yeah. that's the difference. Yeah, because my mom did. So with me, my mom did, I think, your way, your mom's way. Okay. Um, just kind of on her back and whatever they said. But we're, we're like in the raging 70s by the time my brothers come along. So mm-hmm. she's doing the much more like hippie thing. Okay. So she did natural childbirth. And with me, she bottle fed me because that's just what they said. Right. There was better. no breastfeeding right. They back said then. it was better. I know. Yep. <laughs> that's great. I mean, that's right. my formula, Sarah, you're going to die. It was... Um, 
It was like milk from a can and Cairo syrup. What? <laughs> I oh knew my would die. goodness. <laughs> and they told my mom to do that instead of nursing. And so by the by the time my brother came along in 1974, um yeah, all that was ra- radically changed. Yeah. And so um also my mom's sister, my aunt was very much into La Leche League mm-hmm. and all the natural hippy mm-hmm. dippy stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was just kind of my expectation because okay. of my family yeah my family's experiences, so experiences yeah yeah really dictate kind of what you what come into do yeah, yeah kind of into you do it you thinking I just kind of mm-hmm. wanted to try to try that just because I'd been exposed to it thought hey God made our bodies to do this surely we can do it mm-hmm. we've been doing it forever mm-hmm. yeah I got all kinds of good backup with people like Sarah <laughs> so yeah <laughs> well such a big part of our role as doulas is to educate our clients so it's like this, this is, you know, what's out there. This is the information. Now you decide what's best for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's different for everybody. So right. do you have clients that come in and, and do say, because I just pictured everybody who comes to you is like, I want to do natural childbirth. No. That's yeah. not the case. No, oh, really. Mm-mm. This is for like all kinds of birth experiences. Yeah. yeah. So for some moms, she used to have an epidural. Some have um, cesareans, just depending on like what happens in their pregnancy and yeah, it's just really all dependent on, you know, life experiences, what's went on in your past, what um, some mom's goals are to just get to like a six, six centimeters, and then they'd like to get an epidural. Um, so like delaying getting an epidural sometimes can prevent, it can um, help you still go faster because mm-hmm. the epidural can slow things down. So waiting to get to six centimeters or... Um, I'm trying to think of other things, other That's reasons, really interesting. But, See, yeah. like I'm just learning. Yeah. So if I did know it, I'd done forgot it I cannot (laughs) remember all that (laughs) that's like really helpful to know yeah Yeah. and some women they have to have a baby by cesarean that's the only way that they're going to have a baby and it's just to still help support their preferences during that so we're um certain doulas are certified in the OR or credentialed in the OR at Midtown so we can go back with our clients there and we could take pictures for them and talk through what's going on Mm -hmm. um, because they can't see you know over the drape right and just telling them they have preferences. You can get a clear drape that they drop down to see the baby being born. Um, just all stuff like that. Things that were there Aww. to kind of help. Just information, through, so. knowledge yeah, right. is yeah. power. And it yeah. helps you yeah, decide what yeah. you really are yeah. actually going for there. Yeah. I've also read recently that um, many more African-American women are choosing doulas yeah. as help because the infant mortality rate mm-hmm. within a year is twice what it is for um, white children yeah. and doulas just like you said help mm-hmm. bring down those rates of cesarean and complications right. during birth and everything right. um wow that's a startling it's statistic. a real thing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just wow. from i mean there's some systemic reasons for that and yes. just yeah Lots of reasons, but yeah, I found that was interesting too. Yeah, and it was a, just sort of their natural. Well, anything that we can do to help, right? And Absolutely. a doula was like a no-brainer there. Yeah, so that was <laughs> yeah. that was cool. Yeah. So when would you recommend a woman finds out they're pregnant? Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Yay! Exciting! Like when do they? When should they start looking for a doula? Pretty soon after, like with our company, we book way or usually way out. Like I've March already Mar- March and April like clients, and so it's just. The sooner you get a doula, I mean, the sooner you start looking, the sooner you can hire kind of thing. And you'll have a little more time to interview so that you can find who fits best with your personality, what works best for you all. So early, eight weeks, 10 weeks. Yeah. Especially if you're thinking of hospital preferences, doctor preferences even. Right. I would, I wish the first time around I had talked to my midwife and just gotten her input. Yeah. It would have made the first birth so much more Mm -hmm. beautiful and (laughs) kind of what you're the way I wanted it to go yeah 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 Yeah. Hmm. so what would you 
what is what do people ask you then during an interview how many births have you had okay um, what is your I guess style birth style or mm-hmm. doula style kind of thing um and then like kind of what their preferences are like if they're deciding if I'm gonna have an epidural would you still be want to support me in that and sometimes I think there's a, a misconception there that doulas don't support in that but we do okay but just things yeah. like that so have you been to home births I have yes and yes, hospital births yes and like in the back of a taxi no I've okay. not done that one yet but now that you say that it's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> and and what would you say you said there's different birth styles yeah like the doulas have birth styles yeah so tell me about that so I don't I always have a hard time with that question because I just feel like with my personality I can adapt so to whatever someone needs so where some doulas maybe are more like hippie, you know, and yes. like more like, I don't know, where others are really focused on massage and um, oils. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. different for each. Each person brings something different. So that's why it's so important to interview your doula and talk to them and kind of get their feel for if you guys job or not. And, some, and same for the client or for the doula as well, like making sure yeah, you guys are a good fit. That it's a good fit. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times that's just temperament. Yes. What you're describing right, is temperament. Right, right. So you want somebody you like in the room yes. with you. Right. Yeah. And some some requests, they want somebody that's um, a believer that will like pray with them, you know, or if you're not a believer, then it might, that might not be something that you're looking for kind mm-hmm. of thing. But yeah, clients that ask for those kind of things as well. That's interesting. Yeah. So uh, interns typically does not cover no this service no um some hsas will you can use your hsa to pay like a company okay so like our company takes hsa but they're starting to take i think 10 care my brother works for d dcs and like they're starting to try to figure that in with them really yeah well it would make more sense if you're decreasing surgery rates and you're you know (laughs) <laughs> getting yeah, better health right, outcomes right. than wouldn't an insurance company you would think, so. think that was a good idea yeah. some uh there's different states that's too that logical. have it not to not tennessee yet but yeah they're working on it i don't know the state of insurance these days in that area but we did call and um negotiate with our insurance company and said you know here's the cost of an epidural mm-hmm. here's the cost of a midwife mm-hmm. it was less than half yeah we said would you be willing if i didn't do the epidural to yeah. cover the midwife's fee and they did yeah wow that's yeah, good for you <laughs> so it's it's just worth thinking mm-hmm. outside the box but yeah. it is well worth the money and it's not that much right right like I, I don't remember exactly what it is you charge sarah but it's, yeah. it's not thousands no no so it's very within reach yes for a lot of couples and there and there's different rates you know there's newer doulas that are wanting experience that are going to charge less to get the experience mm-hmm. and then there's companies that have you know two doulas that they give you back have a backup involved and that's a little bit more expensive that have more experience but yeah it's it's affordable yeah. For, so you're available before, during, and after. Mm-hmm. And all, after, that's big time. Yeah. Like that is very, very important because there, you can have all kinds of problems nursing. Yeah. And you're, you're qualified to help with that. Yeah. You have so much experience with that. Yeah. And just, uh, and also, you know, just checking, we kind of go through the birth process and go th- and process, sorry, everything that happened in the birth afterwards. Because, so, you know, you're just such, so focused and so involved that you're like, oh, yeah, that did happen. It helps you kind of connect the dots. And especially in births that might have ended up being traumatic, just processing through that. But also we're there to kind of talk and, and check in and make sure moms aren't experiencing postpartum depression. You know, mm-hmm. we can kind of screen for that and um, just connect That's with resources. So. Yeah, it is really yeah. important yeah it is i read oh. somewhere uh today that the cesarean section is the second most common performed surgery in the united states hmm. and 
um, it's the only surgery that has no rehab. Yeah, right. <laughs> like if you get a knee replacement, you go to rehab. Yeah. If you get a shoulder replacement, you go to rehab. You sprain your ankle, you go to rehab. Yeah. You cut through seven layers of tissue in your belly and have this huge abdominal wound. You're and good a baby to, go. to take care of. Yeah, <laughs> baby to take care Here's of. Your baby to go home after your surgery. Right. Good luck. It's like, like pat, pat, pat. You're good to go. Yeah. What is that? Oh, that's that needs to change. I know other countries have um, they have nurses like that come in home for the first month after like New Zealand has that. Mm-hmm. It's included with insurance, and so yeah, I don't know these poor mamas. <laughs> it's hard, I really was, hard. I'm such a big fan of Call the Midwife. Yeah, the PBS yeah. show and. Wow, that has opened my eyes to all kinds of different care. Yeah. And they do that. They yeah. would typically go to the home and check up and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Catch lots and lots of things before yeah. something bad happens. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you're, you're a Christian. What's a mm-hmm. Christian worldview of being a doula? Like, what's... Because so, we all bring, a, we all bring like, a, um, our lens of how we view mm-hmm. the world to our work, right? So, we bring, bring it to, you know, being a mom. Mm-hmm. We bring it to, you know, your job, your career. Yeah. Um, but, but as a, as a Christian, what do you see your role in this job? How do I see God in it? Like kind of as well, like, I mean, it's miraculous and it just makes me appreciate his design even more. Like Mm. it's so, everything is so intricate, even the way that the body functions and mind and body connection. Like I had, we had a mom who was on Pitocin for like 23 hours and didn't make change. And then, cause she was so afraid of having a cesarean. Mm. She had, her mom had a very traumatic birth. And so talking through that, um, when they finally were like, if you don't make change within the next hour, we're gonna have to do a, have a cesarean. And she cried, was very upset, just processed through it. And then they checked her and she was complete and had the baby within like 30 minutes after that. Wow. So there's such a mind body connection, but just, um, it's just such a spiritual experience. And seeing the connection between partners and the way that they really have to kind of dig in to support. This last uh, birth that I had was a twin birth. And the husband, the midwife even, um, prayed with us. We all prayed over the mom. It was so beautiful. But um, just, I just can't even get over the way that our bodies were made to, like, have babies. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, this mom... She had a very traumatic experience with an epidural where she had a wet tap with her first. And so she had to lay down for the first three months after she had her baby. And so um, she nursed to two and a half still and somehow nursed those first three months laying flat two and a half years i mean two and a half years excuse me she nursed to two and a half years yes in her first, first three months but the first three months flat. she had to lay flat and then for uh, six months after that she had to do rehab like couldn't move her body and so it just amazes me the way that how sh- the strength in like of women's bodies and just the way god has made amen us. So. Yes, say it again. <laughs> we are rock stars. <laughs> I can I cannot help too, but like cry every time I birth, like I'm, a baby is born. I was born. Ask you if you did it's because so how amazing. could you not? It yeah. is beautiful. I mean, yeah. I don't try like not to like boo like you know like sobbing, but um, but really like I tear up every time. It's just so uh, it's so beautiful. What a cool job, the miracle yeah. of life. Yeah, you yeah. get to see amazing, amazing miracles yes. on and the regular. Like the way the babies are, you know, laid on the mom's skin. Now they mm-hmm. lay them skin to skin, and um, they have something called the breast crawl. I don't know if y'all. Heard, I don't know. If yes, you, but you see That's it. That's not what husbands do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well. <laughs> okay, this is something else. Something else. No, that's that's pre preconception. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how that happens. No. Uh, um, but it's cool to just see them laid on their chest, and then they just start this little movement, squirming just right over to their mom's breast, like they're like they to, to start nursing. Oh, wow. Instinct. And yes. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Oh. Gets me fired up. Just love it. <laughs> love it. You have such a great temperament for this job. <laughs> I, I, you are such an empathetic person i would imagine most doulas would have to have yes that strong empathy mm-hmm. in their personality yeah to really be effective just like nurses yeah to be effective yeah at what they do yeah i find that a lot of our doulas like on our team are twos like you know the helper or whatever but most of them have a very strong yeah emotional connection mm-hmm. to their hmm. clients yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so pretty so we talked about a birth plan before yeah which i've was not even a thing. I mean, yeah. I, I plan to get that baby out of me. Is what my was <laughs> my birth plan. But, so it includes things like the stuff that you've already mentioned, but also, um, like who you want to be in the room. Yes, stuff like that. Like, um, do you want low lights? Do you want oils? Do you want um, low talking? Like sometimes the nurses bust in the room, you know, and you're like in a groove and. Do you want to birth on hands and knees? Do you want to deliver on your side? That would um, be cool. How do you know? How do you, birth on your hands and knees? That would be yeah. interesting. Yeah. That's, what, uh, gravity helps you. Yeah, <laughs> gravity like helps. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you wouldn't I'm sure she wouldn't mind me saying this, but Kristen from our group, she delivered on hands and knees and it was just so instinctual like it's almost I don't want to say animalistic because that sounds weird, but it is. Like you just get in this position and they just grunt their baby out and mm-hmm. it's amazing. But um, women are less likely to tear in that position on hands and knees and mm-hmm. on their side. Those oh, are, mm-hmm. that's such good information. But things like that you don't know yeah. about. So you're like, well, what position would I want to birth in? And right. Like, well, let's talk through that. What would that look like? Kind of. And some of it's just in the moment. But just asking to, to birth in other positions other than on your back. Uh-huh. So. Um, something I read about, too, was clothing. Yeah. You don't have to have a hospital gown? No. No. You could ask to just wear your own clothes. Some moms, it's funny, cause they're like... I don't want anything to do with my own clothes because like, I don't want to get all that fluid and right, stuff right. on my good clothes. But some want to yeah. wear like their own things. Most moms end up just naked. <laughs> they're in their yeah. sports bra or whatever and throw it off by the end because they're so hot. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. think that's so cool. Yeah. Were you just draped up in your gown? Is that what you were I guess wearing? I was. But yeah, yeah. I guess. I, I can't remember. I mean, I got in the tub for a while, so I guess I was naked. <laughs> you did? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, girl. I went to Baptist. They don't do this anymore, but they had the big old birthing tubs and the birthing suites. Yeah, I got the heck out of Murfreesboro. <laughs> Sorry, Murfreesboro, but that was not a good experience. I was like, we're going to Nashville. It's a little more upscale <laughs> with the times. So, I guess yeah. it does depend on where you're living, where what you mm-hmm. have available to you for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. But definitely. that's when water, like using water as a pain relief tool. Unbelievable. There was no pain yeah, for me in water. Helps. And I was in the last few centimeters. Oh, yeah. And it was it's great. No, as a great matter of fact, I got so chill, my labor stopped completely. They were like, yeah, yeah let's stand, we you, need up. To get you, stand out. you up for a minute because I was so relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it was great. <laughs> I'm in awe. I <laughs> wow, if only had I known. Yeah, <laughs> very interesting. So um, I want to I want to yeah, talk more about dads. Yeah, you said Zane found it very helpful. Yes. my my daughter's husband Thomas said the same thing. He's like, you were amazing. I as a as the mom who ha- couldn't be at the hospital because of COVID, you were my lifeline. <laughs> I was texting you constantly. Yes. <laughs> um. So talk to me about again the benefits of a like a doula for a husband yeah role because maybe yeah. some husbands might be like oh that's extra money I don't right. want to do it right mm-hmm. what that's, benefit do you bring so um 
just being able to to give them reassurance, like I was saying earlier, and then ways that they can help. I always tell them in our interview, I always look at the husband, I'm like, hey, I'm on your team. We're team players. I'm not here to replace you. You are her yeah. comfort. You are her rock. I am not, you know, I can't do that for her. That was going to be my question, too, because yeah. I thought if I was a dad, I'd be like, well, who what am I? I? Yeah. Why do you, why yeah. do you need her? Right. I'm not there for that so at all. Great. And so dads are always, you know, they're they're still like loving on, you know, hugging on their wife and they help produce that oxytocin, you know, that love connection, that love hormone is the same as Pitocin, like synthetic Pitocin, but that's what causes contractions to get stronger. Mm -hmm. And so um, just having them there, they're there for that. And I'm, I'm there to help support. So they may be leaning over their partner where I'm on their back, you know, giving counter pressure or doing the double hip squeeze or just saying, Hey, go grab her a a drink of water. But that's what my doula did was she made my, she made Zane look like Superman. Like he knew exactly what he was doing. Mm. And yeah. I couldn't have done it without him, but it helped him know what to do. And he said, even with the second and third, he said, yes. I, would, I would never, never. Yep. ever want to do this without a doula. Yeah, yeah. Because you know the point sometimes when you hit transition, moms are like, I can't do this anymore. Right. I want to go home or I don't want to have this baby or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, you're going to have the baby. <laughs> <laughs> but usually when you hit that point, you're about to have the baby. So just reminding them you can do this. And so husbands are like, okay, just whatever you want. Just... And we're like, she's right there. You know, you, you're going to get through this. Let's breathe one at a time and um, just help and reassure them. Yeah, basically. because they haven't done it. The wife hasn't done it, you know, with your first yeah, baby. The husband right. hasn't yeah. done it. And yeah. even with Poor multiple, guy. you get to that point where we're like, oh, like I don't, you know, and yeah. just saying, hey, it's going to be okay. Right. But or what to do in that moment. But you've done it 40 right. times. Right. You know, plus three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's so reassuring. It's kind of how I you read in history how births were yes there were women present mm-hmm. who'd been at many 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 births yes yes and and knew mm-hmm. what to do mm-hmm. and we can help with like practice. positioning stuff like dads wouldn't know they're you know nurses are in and out of the room doctors in and out and then say mom's at a certain um she's having back-to-back contractions like they're peaking so every um like two in a row and then you have a break in the two in a row or having back labor that tells me there's something going, like baby's position might be a little wonky so we're going to do an inversion or like there's different um positions based off of how a woman's laboring so things like that that they wouldn't know as well like and the into. nurses won't don't do inversions no, and things like no, that. No, but they are wrong. getting better. That okay. that is something. It's getting better. So, um, about like the it's called spinning babies is what they're learning. And I took that. It was one of my first courses to take, and um, it's a great tool. And they're starting to learn it. But yeah, what do you so describe that? What an spinning inversion baby. is. So you get to the edge of whatever you're on, like on your knees, uh-huh. and you get down onto your elbow. So you're literally your bottoms in the air and your heads down low. Mm-hmm. And um, that helps unengage, like if the baby's engaged in a funky position, it helps with gravity and unengaging them. And then when you sit back up, it helps push them back into a better position. Yes. And it helps with balance. Yes. So you can do that um, before you are actually in labor to help with balance in the uterus. Um, it helps with all kinds of stuff. So I did that. I just was did not, you? yeah, because yeah. Houston was turned the wrong yeah. way. He was. Was I supposed to be face? He was sunny side up, kind of like yeah, so. He's supposed yeah. to be face down. Yeah, right? coming yeah. out face down. He was coming out face up. So yeah, we were doing tons of inversions. Yes, and yeah, yeah. Well, it did give relief. Yeah, yeah, um, and it can help. It's crazy. Sometimes moms might stall. Their labor might stall out, and then you do that, and then there's like a little lull, and then boom, like time for a baby to be born. Huh. So. Yes, yeah. definitely. I can see the health. <laughs> <laughs> wow, very very cool, very cool. Um. So, and I think husbands too, a lot of times just feel helpless. Like they see their wives doing the hardest work of their life. Right. And they 
can't help really right. in any way. I right. mean, they can't ease it. They can't do it for her, which I yes. think a lot of guys probably would. Right. And I don't want to, and I want to say this, an epidural is not something that's like a terrible thing. It's a great tool. It's mm-hmm. a wonderful tool in our tool bag. And so helping dads kind of get to the point where it's like, is this, is this pain or is this suffering? Because when it gets to suffering, it is not beneficial to mom. It's not beneficial to baby. She's not progressing in an epidural sometimes is exactly what a mom needs. Mm-hmm. She gets it and then has baby right after. So mm-hmm. yeah. Helping gauge that out too. That's a good question. Good point. Pain or suffering. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, Really good question. Hmm. So talk to us one last time about um, the postpartum uh, care that you give. I know you said um, you can check for depression and things like that. But is that standard with with the services you provide? So as a birth doula, we just do one postpartum follow-up. So it's kind of like just a check-in. Like, how are things going? Let's talk through the birth. But we actually have postpartum doulas that come to their house. And I do that as well. And we stay overnight um, or can work, you know, do hours during the day, but just kind of helping with those first of things like first bath, first, I don't know, things, just getting them at home, getting them comfortable. Babies have been up all night. Yeah. It's hard to nurse sometimes. Yeah. 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 Um, And so some, some parents don't have family around. A lot of families here in Tennessee have moved here and they don't have family around. So just giving them a break, you know. Emma, Emma was so lucky and so blessed to have you nearby to just have, you know, maybe a night to get five hours of sleep instead of, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, two or three. I don't know. And so things like that, just to kind of offer moms extra support. And, and there's so many. Refer to our in-law episode. Right. There's some crazy families out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, some people don't want some their families want there. Family yeah. members there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be a real blessing yeah. to have someone that they felt respected their boundaries and yeah. they were comfortable with. Yeah. So I think that's a good point that there's a lot of um, what I'm hearing just in general, the word empowerment yes. comes mm-hmm. to mind. Mm-hmm. So like, it's up to you. You're mm-hmm. the hierarchy is mom is first, right? Right. So mm-hmm. it's not the doctor's first or right. my mother-in-law or yeah. whoever yeah. else wants to swoop in. You're there to advocate and empower yes. her right, to do right. what she needs to do, yes. like for mental health and physical recovery exactly. and all of the stuff. So. Like we don't ever speak up for mom. We just may say, hey, Emma, you told me that this was really important to you. Is this okay? Like just making sure, because sometimes it's so like, it doesn't have to be so speedy, but sometimes doctors come in, they're like, all right, we're going to break your water. And it's like, whoa, like I didn't consent to that yet. Like, is this okay? You know, so oh, just giving okay. mom t- a pause to say, no, I'm actually not okay. Or, oh yeah, we're here now. I'm good with that. Okay. So just, just there to empower them to, to speak. To speak up for mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because sadly, a lot of doctors they want to run their play mm-hmm. they have the way they like to do things mm-hmm. and they don't want to bother with a patient who has a voice mm-hmm. and i know there's a lot of good doctors there out are, there but there i mean are, i had one of each yeah right and i know a lot of women yeah who've you know had that experience yeah where the doctor just wants to do his or her thing right i mean think about catching a baby here at the you know into the bed versus like someone squatting like yeah or like you have to get up under you know um it's harder it's, it's a harder position. Work. it is yeah. and and there are great doctors that are totally good with whatever but you know some it's like i want it this way and it doesn't have to be that way it does not we can think outside the box and do things a little differently to help moms not tear as bad or so uh, important yeah yeah Yeah. so so important patient advocacy yeah i think that's just a thing that's necessary in all of healthcare. yeah like you you're (laughs) it behooves (laughs) you to be a patient advocate for your very own self but um certainly for family members or anybody else in the hospital because they they are it is called practicing medicine for a reason like they it's not a hundred percent we know everything in the whole entire world yeah so 
don't just give in. <laughs> and most things are not most things are not emergent. If it's truly an emergency, that's what we tell moms. If it's truly an emergency, you're going under general anesthesia and you're going to the OR. Yeah. Where if we have time, we have a acronym pray, and it's just like to pause and you know take time to figure out like what's the risk, what are the benefits to this, and what are we what is our action going to be and then let's yield let's take time to like pause and think about it and make a decision so um pause risks yeah what is it um, okay you, you know you said what actions <laughs> what, yeah pause yeah. risk action and yeah, yield. yeah yeah so um and we say pray and when you ask to pray like they have to give you that space anyway in mm-hmm. the room so they they walk out and then we can talk through that without people looking over you like what do you want to do the right pressure now? of yeah. i don't know what to say yeah, you're looking yeah. at me for an answer Gosh, yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. My midwife so warned helpful. me about that. She yeah. said, you know, they don't like to um, pause and walk out. They want to <laughs> just come in and do their thing. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm there for. Yeah, is to help you have the experience yeah. you want to have. Yeah, and it's true. Yeah. So why didn't she, you just elect to have just the midwife at home? I wanted to, but I was scared. <laughs> yeah, I that's, thought if, yeah. If, what if something happens? I'll never forgive myself. Right. Yeah. And both of my deliveries were so normal. Yeah. And yeah. No, no hiccups or nothing weird. Mm-hmm. And it would have been great. I just didn't feel like I could do that. And I didn't even check into birthing centers yeah. at the time. There's a lot of options for that now. Mm-hmm. And I think a birthing center is a good in between. Yeah. Yeah. So what does so. that do that's different from home or hospital? Well, you can describe yeah. that. Yeah, so there's a birthing center in Nashville. Vanderbilt owns it now, but it was called Baby and Company before. But you deliver there. It looks like a home, like a, like a room. So it's got a big bed. It's got a big tub in it. And you can deliver in the tub. You can deliver how, wherever you want. There's midwives that staff it. Um, and then usually after you have the baby, you usually go home six between six and ten hours afterwards. So, so you go home quickly afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a little... It's more low key, kind of like what it would be at home. But if something emergent happened, you're really close to the hospital. Then you have access. Like Vandy's like really close. Plus, I'm imagining it might have been an insurance question for me too. Yeah, yeah. uh, That insurance may or may not have covered that if I had it at home. And that was a factor. That was why I didn't with my third. It was going to be $1,200 to have the baby at the hospital with insurance or $5,400 with a midwife. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, they Hmm. just I think there's something wrong with that math. Yeah. I know. There That's is interesting. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was like $12 because I was in a military $12. hospital. So. <laughs> I was you a bargain were, baby. You yeah. were a bargain. <laughs> Cheaper by the dozen. Oh, That's right. $12. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Anyway, oh. my value was not decreased at all. Just no. just super, super bargain. Yeah, and it's I do okay. want to say there, you can still have a really great experience at the hospital. Doulas will bring, you know, lights in their back. Like I have a string of lights and we make the ambience, ambiance, I can't say that word, <laughs> of the room. Just we try to make it chill. Most nurses walk in and they're like, ooh, it smells so good in here. Ooh, I want to stay in here. Like the mood is just calm and um, we can still make that at the hospital if that's something like a client chooses. And there are doctors that will support you. We had yes. a doctor this um, with the twin delivery that the mom has to deliver in the OR if you're having twins, just in case it beca- a cesarean becomes necessary. Okay. And so we take her down there for her to start pushing, and she wasn't quite ready. And because um, she tried pushing and it and just she wasn't making progress, instead of saying turnover we're having a cesarean, he's like, all right, well let's go back to the room. You can go chill back in your room. We'll labor a little bit more. I mean. Just thinking outside of the box, like, let's give mom a little more time. This isn't emergent. Babies look good. You look good. Let's give you some time. Yeah. And she was able to. And she was. Yes. Had them oh, both vaginally. It was beautiful. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> wow. So How cool. A twin birth? Yeah. That, <laughs> was 
that your first one? No, I've, this it was my first twin vaginal birth, but I don't know how. I've just been I've been blessed to have several twin births, oh, and so it's really be- it's so cool. Wow, very neat. Yeah. So, are you going to the like well visits beforehand? Do you go no. to the ultrasounds or anything like that? No. no. Okay, Mm-mm. we do prenatals, so we'll come to your house and we talk through birth preferences in our first meeting usually, and kind of go through what what are your birth pre- what can you choose like what are things you have options on, and then. The second one, we go over comfort measures. So kind of what you would do in your childbirth ed class, but more one-on-one um, and just helping the por- partner help you um, help the mom in early labor before you come. So okay, um, what that might look like, reminding her to pee and to um, drink lots of water and eat a meal and um, distracting her. Having sex can help move things along. <laughs> you know how I feel about sex. Every husband's <laughs> favorite homework. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just things like that. But we talk through those kind of things and then when to call us. So just helping the partner. We have a partner cheat sheet um, for the guys to look through. Just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, what do I do, day of? Like, what's that look practice. like? So, I remember yeah. Emma and Thomas practicing yeah. relaxation techniques yes. and talking to each other. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Yeah. Playlist. Get your playlist get together. Your get your game day. All that stuff. Yeah. That's most important. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can I say this real quick? With my first, so my baby was, or Ellis was posterior with that, you know, the same having lots of back labor. And so my doula sent me, I was still in early labor and she sent me something called the abdominal lift and tuck. It's where you kind of lift up on mom's belly and she tilts her pelvis and the partner helps hold up her belly. And so we're outside walking around in the garden, just trying to like pass time outside. And he's helping me do that. And I'm sure our neighbors were like, <laughs> I was like, stop, stop. It's one's coming. And then we did it. And then it was just imagine that, like him behind me holding my belly. It just looked really strange. And I still laugh about that, thinking our, our neighbors were like, what are they doing? Like, <laughs> Those neighbors. It's a couple. Oh, man. Great. All so, the shades get drawn. Right. <laughs> They call the children inside. <laughs> Sarah and Zane are out in the garden again. Right. <laughs> oh my. Um, oh okay, so there's a couple. Of, I did look at your website, the National yeah. Doula Services, yeah. and there was a couple things on there that I was just like, okay, <laughs> call me old, whatever you want. What in the world? Okay, tell me what is belly binding? Okay, so belly binding is pretty common now. Um, moms you'll usually use like a belly band or something but belly binding is really different it's a technique that they use with it's like muslin wrap and you wrap a mom's belly postpartum um it's a really long fabric we come to your house and we wrap you and we teach you how to wrap yourself and then um you do it for the first 40 days and it's supposed to help with 40 days 40 days okay um, and you, it helps reduce bleeding. Like your bleeding slows faster. It just helps give you support. You know how you feel real hollow yeah, and jiggly afterwards. Really empty and, jiggly, and think yes. about when you're nursing, it helps with posture. Um, and it helps with fluid retention, like helps getting all like reducing fluid retention. So many good benefits. And the difference in belly binding and just the regular band, um, some bands will press down on your pelvic floor. You know, you don't want that yeah. after having a baby. So it kind of, gives a lift and it's also custom to your body so you make it tighter as your body shrinks a little more you you do you do a little more and um one of our girls in our group actually did it Kristen did with her third and she she said she just raved on and on about the differences in that even in like a wrap in the postpartum recovery she was able to get into her pants sooner oh she got things like that she yeah. really looked wow. great yeah i yeah. remember i didn't know she was doing that yeah it's, so is that an asian technique? yeah where does that yeah. come from yeah and that there's lots of different countries that do it but that's the one that we specifically do and yeah so it's much cool. wisdom and there are all Eastern different countries medicine that we, yeah. we don't take advantage that of that is so cool yeah yeah 
Okay. Now the second thing was <laughs> I think I know what it's gonna be. Placenta <laughs> encapsulation. Yes. Yes. So I was before this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> I was at home kind of going through this with my husband, like, okay, then we're gonna talk about this today and here's our da da da. And oh and by the way, have you heard about this <laughs> placenta encapsulation? Because yeah. some women prefer yeah. to eat their placentas after they give birth. Yeah. And he was like, I'm pretty sure that's cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about that I did it with my second um it's um so there's you lose so many hormones you know you have a big hormone drops right. after you have crash. a crash and so when I did it it can help with milk production it helps with hair loss or your hair loss is less usually um it what did I say already iron like different oh, things yeah. like that but so when I took it it felt almost like I had a caffeine like I had a shot of um, espresso so if you take one to three depending on your body and one to three what though describe Sorry, what are you they dried your placenta so they dehydrated and put it in a yes. capsule yeah they, they dry it powdered and, and dried it in into a capsule. a capsule yes okay and then they make a tincture for you that you can use in menopause that you drop but it's just yeah i yeah it's pretty interesting some but you country, didn't do it with i your did third. do it i didn't do it with my third i was really sensitive to the like hormones from it and i it made me really jittery um so i like i got down to one but i did have benefits my milk came in like full force mm -hmm. um and I had way less hair loss than I had with my first or second but it also can help with postpartum depression and so a lot of moms will choose mm -hmm. to try they're like why not if it can help with that and who thought that up I know, I, well other countries actually eat it like they like steam it and they eat it um, just just like your normal <laughs> population like steak. Um, not new mothers just anyone in, I think it's Brazil that they where they do it <laughs> I need it where's my placenta encapsulator Brittany come over here to, no um but yeah, and some countries also take the placenta and they, it's a ceremony. They plant it and plant a tree from it. And it's just very, I don't know, animals do it. Right. And yeah. So mammals do it. Yeah. Yeah. Except because not, 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 not all. Aquatic and not camels. <laughs> not camels. Just FYI. I did okay. learn this. So <laughs> what? <laughs> but that's just to me another, that would be where they got the idea because yeah. my midwife trained me in the Bradley method yeah. of childbirth and uh -huh. that was very animalistic yeah it was like observing how cows labor and yeah. they get really relaxed and they lay down and they yeah. don't freak out and scream and right. you know tense up mm -hmm. it was just observing nature yeah and trying to mimic yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm assuming if they're watching yeah. animals do that, they're thinking there's got to be some benefit. Some benefit. Yeah. Right. Okay. That they're instinctually doing yeah. that. Yeah. And the benefit's different for every person, so there's not like a. Okay. So in the same vein, there's mm -hmm. also you don't necessarily have to clip the um, umbilical cord right away. Right. So delayed cord clamping is becoming more like popular, I guess, where they just do it standard now, but. Um, there's such so many good like nutrients in the placenta still and if you cut it right away some of that blood is still in the placenta and the baby doesn't get it mm -hmm. so um, it helps with iron deficiency lots of different vitamins and um yeah it's something to ask your doctor about um usually what i tell clients is just to ask until it um, stops pulsating or turns white so then you know it's done because some it may take two minutes some it may take five some it may take one okay but you can also like mm -hmm. wrap up the placenta and not cut it at all yeah and until the umbilical bag. cord falls off <laughs> oh, that's naturally. what you're talking about a lotus birth it's what it's called lotus birth yeah that's it right and people carry it they carry it around for know, however many days it takes for the umbilical for me, cord to fall but off some, right? yeah some do some like that they carry it in okay. the yeah, bag attached to the baby it's like here mama oh can you hold the baby can with you imagine my placenta the smell doesn't it smell i would assume so i've never yeah, i've never would done you it personally eat that? so it's like leaving meat out <laughs> 
for days. Oh, but maybe and days it, and days. in a so lotus birth you, you wouldn't. Maybe you no, wouldn't. you would not eat it. Yeah, you, you just, have to because you have to keep it. Other. You have to put it on ice. If you yeah. decided encapsulate, you have to put it on ice right after, yeah. and the encapsulator comes and picks it up from the hospital or wherever you're at. And how do you know you're getting yours? Where's the no. FDA regulation? There on is that? no re- there is none. <laughs> <laughs> that's I where mean, you find someone that's very trusted. We've got some very trusted girls that do ours on our team. So you find somebody that's you know is okay, credible. You okay, <laughs> don't just answer. get Holly. <laughs> yeah, she shoot. I don't know what I mean. <laughs> right down the road. That's <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so yeah. So there's lots of options out there, there for are. new moms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just do your research, or you know, be careful what you Google. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Don't always just yeah, Google things. Yeah. Your your search engine is probably. Oh, I know. Now, I'm probably it? red flagged all over <laughs> the place. Like, She's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, your social media feed now is going to have all it's this. It's going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Who, knows? <laughs> Who knows what? But anyway, oh. yeah. So, any final thoughts about just the life of a doula, the mission of a doula? Any mm-hmm. last thing you'd like to say to someone who's considering it? Do it. Just research it and just interview. If you talk to somebody and you feel like it's not the right fit, then you don't have to do it. It's but free to interview, most right? Are, yeah, most are free consultations and. Um, I know that I do not regret it. And I know most, I mean, I don't know anybody that I've ever met that's regretted having a doula. So I'm sure somebody is somewhere else, but, <laughs> but no, they, I mean, yeah, I, I would say just do it and, um, yeah, it's worth it. Figure out what your options are. I think that's right. what you and I are saying, Bonnie, right? is that we didn't really know all of what, all of our options. Yes. And educate yourself, educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't just assume like everything has got to be this way. Think about, I mean, research and find out what's best for you. Right. Because mm-hmm. you know you. Right. Better than anybody mm-hmm. else does. Exactly. So before yes. you let everybody telling you what to do. Yeah. Right. At yeah. least take a, take a minute and yeah. say, but I kind of don't think I would like that. That's yeah. totally fine to do it. Mm-hmm. Totally yeah. fine. Well, thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This has been an so education. Good. <laughs> That's great. So, just, yeah, it's For such sure. a beautiful profession that you have. And it's a great... It's just a great gift to women and their husbands, what you do for them. So mm-hmm. appreciate you. you taking the time to share your yes, life with us. Of course. Some of those beautiful stories. <laughs> Thank sweet. You. Nothing sweeter. So for the resources we mentioned, check out our website at justaskyourmom.com. We'll have all the information there. And you can always find our new episodes on Facebook at Just Ask Your Mom and Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast. Yep. And if you're listening, uh, please give us a rating or leave a review and comments. We'll always respond. If you are interested in any specific questions or topics, you can always email us at justaskyourmompodcast at gmail.com and we'll answer. So we'll see you next time on Just Just Ask Ask Your Mom. Mom.